Hour 2 Overdrive continues, TSN 1050 on the TSN app, your home smart speaker up on TSN 2. Brian Hayes, Frankie Corrado, Jamie Noodles McLennan, and Carlo Koliakovo around the table. The headset on. With I the know, headset this on. This is your studio <laughs> and, and you're wearing a headset. <laughs> this is weird. I feel like I'm at home doing it on my remote set. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's been a long day for you, man. I, I, was, I was hoping to come in studio with you guys. This morning, because um, Chris Horvath sent me a text saying, like, we know you'll be in. I said, I'll, I'll, I'm planning on getting there. Yeah. And then it was like 6.30. I hadn't even got in the car. I wasn't going to make you it. You got stuck behind the jogger couple. Oh, yeah. yeah. Joggers. I witnessed that this morning at 6.35 a.m. The sun was barely coming up. It was minus 4, feels like minus 8, and there was a couple jogging together with smiles on their face <laughs> holding hands type of thing just a no? disgusting lifestyle a disgusting in lifestyle the road no they're just running down the yeah i guess they were kind of on the, the on the you know the curb yeah there are but it's been kind of cleared like yeah. the, the snow banks have been cleared. they couldn't wait to get out there they actually just finished dinner they're getting ready for bed oh i know and had, to, up had to run on the road jog. to let yeah. everyone know we're out here <laughs> we're my running. favorite my favorite meme recently i think it was a couple years ago but i just it just came up on the instagram reels recently was that couple that was being interviewed about the best, the and best. The she belongs to the wheel best. and draw oh the jogger couple there's so much like, oh, traction no it's so much traction and she hits hard yeah. like really bad <laughs> and she like, gets up she's like pops i'm okay yeah, it's yeah. okay credit to the camera guy though for, for watching staying with them it. staying Stuck with them yeah yeah. Running away. That was a concussion, like without question. <laughs> Broke like, back, too. Yes. He, like, really eats it on the way out. But they, yeah. And playing it so cool. Well, you can't. You have yeah. to no, get we up. Never, we never don't go for runs. Oh, yeah. All right. it's perfect. Great traction out here. And just. Yeah. yeah. Chewed down on that. Heroes. Chewed on that. Heroes. Um, <laughs> but anyway, like, when you guys are on the air, you and AK, it's still about projection and, hey, there's a chance something could happen. And what are you thinking about today? We get on the air past 3 p.m. and the deadline's over, and really not, nothing happened. Well, like nothing of significance today. John Klingberg possibly going to Minnesota. By the way, I think that's the best pickup of the day. Pretty good play. For me, like, too. Honest to God, like Minnesota got a steal with Klingberg. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what you think of him, of the way he's played this year, and I think it's rightfully justified that he's been awful this year in, yeah. in, in Anaheim. He's one year removed from being a dominant player in the playoffs for Dallas last year. Mm-hmm. You put him in the right situation, that guy can easily, easily help pick up your offense. And Minnesota, a team that's struggling for offense, yeah, right now, it's I, almost I, like I just don't think it. there's any downside if you can make it work financially. Like they didn't pay a king's ransom. It was round pick picks and prospects, and you're mortgaging the future. He's on an expiring contract. If anything. That's one of those calculated risks that if if he shows up and the legs are gone and and just can't play anymore, don't play him. You don't play him. That's yeah. it. Like it costs you a fourth rounder and and a little bit of money. But I was I I thought a few teams should have been in on him just for that type of flyer. I've Edmonton. seen them. Edmonton was another where you lose your quarterback off your power play. Bouchard's going to be fine. I think Bouchard's going to be a really good player. I don't know if he. Thinks the game at a high rate some night. Very especially very. with who he's playing with. Well, that's the thing. That's like, the thing. You I got mean, those guys on your line. You take Barry. So Barry is. I thought Tyson Barry had a great season for Edmonton for what he did. Third pairing guy, power but play. quarterback to power play. Walked the line and knew exactly what to do. Give it to Drysaddle or McDavid and Pretty get out of simple, the way. Pretty simple, yeah. Right, Bouchard. I don't know if if 
they're going to have to tell him to do that. Like, I don't know if he'll have the instinct to be like, I'm going to, I got to do this because you want to shoot or do something Mm -hmm. else. But having a guy like Klingberg, who's ran a power play before, who is a power play guy and, and is a skilled guy. It, that would have been a low-value pickup. Yeah, well, and very Min- low value. Minnesota's under the radar. I think it's the nature of the market and their team, and they haven't really been a cup-competitive team throughout their existence, quite frankly. But so, like we keep saying, the West is up for grabs, and we talk about Colorado justifiably so. I think Edmonton has a real chance of making noise. But once you get beyond those two teams, like why can't L.A. now with a new well, goalie and Gavrikov yeah. possibly make some... Noise. Maybe team. Seattle can make some noise. Like Vegas is one of the loudest teams in the league because they're so active all the time. It doesn't seem like a lot of people have faith in them well, this year. I had somebody say to me, I, I had so many conversations today. What if Jonathan Quick ends up playing against oh, L.A. Oh, oh, in the playoffs? Turns Vegas, back the clock right, and too. decides, yes. you know what? Like one last That's little his shot. Like that would be his payback for the way that things Wouldn't went that down. Wouldn't be the most Vegas thing ever to happen to you? Go out and acquire this guy. Like your guns ablazing, and it's his old team that come comes back to bite him. Yeah, but here, here, I the way I see it, I just you're right. It's wide open. The guy we haven't talked about, and I don't know if you guys have talked about him. This Kaprizov is. Like, rock star, rock he star. He's got thirty nine or forty. I think he thought he got. Dude, he's right night. there with Marner. Like it's he's hand in hand with Marner. Yeah. Like how well they're playing, and dragging single handedly dragging yeah. his team. Like he scored a hat trick the other day. It was all three goals. It was yeah. just like I'm going to do it. And he had a like a relatively slower start to the season too, yes, right? Like he was one in his first nine. I think I was. And he's got thirty nine now. He's got seventy three points in sixty two games. He likely finishes with. Closer 50. to 50 goals and, and 100 points again. Yeah. And that, that'll just be a consistent theme with him since he got in the league a couple of years ago as a rookie. Like, he is constantly a rock star. And, and Minnesota picking up Klingberg. Kalen Addison, the rookie, is running their top PP. Yeah. Are you bringing Klingberg right now? Maybe. If he can, it, if he can turn that. Maybe it yeah. turn the clock back. But the, you do. At least you're trying. Um, you know, Greenway is a, another guy in, in Buffalo that you mentioned. Hey, he's like big body. I watched him play in Minnesota about a month ago. The only thing I didn't like is he had some body language on him that I was like, okay. Something, something was something up there was for up them there. to really want to flip him. Right. And then they actually do flip him. Right. Because you saw that reported like, well, he's available and it's yeah. a young team. He's a young player. They've drafted yeah. and developed and all of a sudden... They yeah. flipped them. There might be something else. There, there could be something there. And, and Buffalo's one of those teams that they're trying to get in. They got crushed by Boston last night. That, like, I, I was tracking that game, and it was 2-1. 2 nothing in the yeah, third. 2 nothing, 2-1, two 3-1. Three one. And then I look back, and it was 7-1. Seven. 7-1. Seven, and Marchand got injured. We don't know how much. Yeah, he spoke today. And it sounds like he's going to be okay. Was that precautionary? Or I don't know. He left the up? game and didn't return. I mean, I, I would suggest... Why bring him back at this point? Yeah. You know, I'm not saying, bef- you know, he's going to be out until the playoffs, but if he sits for two or three games, so be it, right? Yeah. But that Bruins team, they hit the 100-point mark last night Amazing. in 61 games. That's the fastest in NHL history. And I think if they if they get 15 wins the rest of the way, which would be relatively consistent with the points percentage they've had all year, 
they'll break the record for it's, you know most wins and which is most like a, points. It's eight hundred plus percentage. Yeah. Like that is that's unheard of. It's man. a it's if a head of the Habs team. Yeah, yeah. that they, Habs team in the seventies. Just to put that in perspective, if you're a seven hundred win percentage in this league, you're dominant. Yeah, like you're a dominant team. Yeah, and they are well yeah, above that. Points on uh, ten points on that. They're fifteen points up on anyone else in the league. That Orlov's a really good. Player. Oh my god! Yeah, like. Bobby Orlov. Bobby well, yeah, Orlov. In your setting, obviously, like, <laughs> Bobby that Orlov. new organization bump up you get. Yeah. yeah. But, like, it's almost like he's just settled right in. And they've got a three-pack. You add in Carlo, the four. You guys are, this is a D panel with a goalie. I mean, a lot of smart that, people that's here. That's the best that, top four. A lot D. of smart people. When did people. you play D? Don't you worry about it. <laughs> what are you I flipped about? around. I, I, say, I played minor hockey with you, and you were an elite center. An elite. <laughs> Thank you. And I flipped when I went to higher levels, and I was wow. a versatile player. But what I'm saying is, like, that top four is as good as anybody. You throw well, how about Carl. the guy that's not playing? Like, whoever's out of the lineup, whether it's Clifton or Forbert or even yeah. Carlo, like, there's a really good player sitting out on any given yeah. night there. Yeah. The impressive thing for me with Boston is they're winning games they shouldn't. Like, you go back to the the Calgary game. Yeah, the Allmark game. Allmark stole that game. You played in the league. You played in the league. The hardest game to play is the first game back off of a Western road trip. Yeah. Yeah. Boston played that yesterday, and they spanked Buffalo 7-1. Yeah, that crushed them 7-1. That's a schedule loss. That's a schedule loss. But is this a – there could be this perfect season – but I keep waiting. And I said it today on the panel. I was like, well, you know, maybe they have some injuries and adversity. Somebody pointed out they did already. Yeah. Like McAvoy and Marchand, and Marchand start yep. to start the season. I forget about that because they just kind of kept rolling. But is there more to come? You know, knock on wood for everybody. I, I never want to see anybody get injured. But, like, they have added to some depth where, like, Bertuzzi is just kind of like, hey, we'll just slide this slide in here. Yeah, I think... I think what could get exposed is possibly the age of their top two centers, like Bergeron, Krejci, like they're yeah. they're grizzled veterans. Yeah. You know, they're do they have it in them to go through the ringer for two months? You know, I think a round five, maybe two. Do they still have it in the tank for the right. third round, the cup final? I'm not sure. And as much as we talk about goaltending here in Toronto, which I think is totally deserved, Allmark has been phenomenal. Show me his cup rings. Yeah, yeah. Where, where, sure. does, where does this he have playoff a, history? This he has be none. His first go at it. Exactly. Yeah. So there has to be an element of nerves that sure. what if this guy shows up at the dance and finally he turns back into human. The, the human. Problem exactly. Is, not awful because yeah. he never was awful, but not he's not Andre Vasilevsky. Like the, that's not who this guy is. The thing with the way Boston is built, though, if Allmark has a bad game or a bad stretch. Jeremy Swayman's going in, Possibly, and he's a good yeah. goalie too. And you but have same a lot thing, of faith though. in him. And and yeah. I I know it's I'm the same it. same situation. But when you think of everything, all the gambles and all the question marks around this team all year, like you talked about yeah. the injuries they had early on. New coach, Krejci comes back over from Europe. Ber- like Bergeron, was he going to play? Jake DeBrusque has been a big reemergence. Nick Foligno, well, who asked for a trade, right? Like Nick Foligno, I know he's injured now, but he's had a, a resurgence. So it's like it just seems like so many things are happening at the right time because the money's going to change. The economics of that team are going to change next year for sure. 
with yeah. the new contract that Pasternak signs. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, there's going to be a lot of other unrestricted free agents there as well. Absolutely. Uh, Mail It In Friday is brought to you by Boston Pizza, Canada's favorite sports bar. The push to the playoffs is here, and BP's elite lineup of pizza, wings, and ice-cold beer is always dialed in for game time. Hustle into your local BP tonight and try our new four-cheese ravioli wow, bites. Wow, I could wow. use a plate of that. I know. Right absolutely. Four-cheese ravioli no bites? Dive. Uh-huh. Yes, four cheese ravioli bites. A game-changing appy that's here for only a limited time. You love your appies, don't you? I do. Appies I are so that, neat. Like, I like those mac, mac they, and cheese balls. Like I like stuff like that. Uh, four I didn't cheese even ravioli. See this one. A four cheese ravioli yeah, bite. Yeah, that is worth how, how soon until you're trying that? Might be within 24 hours. I'm, miss, I'm missing tonight's cycle of food because, you know, we're on here and we're in studio till 7. So, you know, Steph and the kids will already be fed and watered by the time I get home. Yeah, you need to make some. So it'll probably be tomorrow or Sunday. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's it, precisely what's going to happen. All right, we got Bobby Mack coming in. I don't know who. Are you taking I'm, off? I'm taking you're off, doing boys. panel work. Yeah, tonight, I'm right? out of here. I got the Habs game at 10 p.m. Good 10 p.m. Habs. Yeah. Say hi to who are you working with tonight? Glenn Sheeler. Glenn. My boy, yes, Glenn. the legend himself. Yeah. Shout out, Glenn. Say Great hi singer. to Glenn for us. Yeah. And he's a he's a good singer. I didn't. You guys know he sings Glenn? and plays the guitar. Really? Yeah. Oh, I know he plays the guitar. I know he... what we'll be doing now for our show open tonight. He had a little, uh, <laughs> Brennan. <laughs> Brennan from Step Brothers. Yeah, give him a little love. He's, I love it. Uh, he can okay. play. Uh, what are you doing, Carlo? Are you? I got the Connor Bedard game. Okay. On uh, CHL and TSN tonight. All right. Well, if you want to stick around, anyone can stick around. Bobby Max coming in. We got Pooley coming in later this hour. Overdrive continues. TSN ten fifty and on TSN two. All right. Jets GM Kevin Cheveldayoff will join us uh, in the six p.m. hour. I'm assuming he'll be up close and personal to see his team play McDavid tonight. But I don't know. Would he have stayed in Winnipeg? We'll find out. I, mean, I should know that, but I, we were on the air, so I wasn't watching him do his. Well, it's not like it's a four-hour flight. You'd probably do your war room and all that in your own office and then jump on a bird to get into Edmonton by yeah. 6, 7 tonight. Because that's one I think you want to see. We got uh, Bob McKenzie in studio. Probably want to see McDavid up close and personal right now. Sure do. Go six games in a row with multi-goal games. Although the Chevy's not going there to see that. <laughs> no, that's not what he <laughs> wants. That's not what he wants to see. That is not what he wants. That's what everybody else wants to see. But Yep. Well, we were we did a confirm or deny earlier, Bob, where we asked, you know, if McDavid keeps scoring like this, if he gets to seventy, is it fair to compare it to the Gretzky ninety-two goal season in the early eighties? Like, yeah, is there a comparison? I'm not to- sure. What, you know, I'm not a big numbers guy, but I know enough to know that to to get seventy in in this NHL and it's really special. So, yeah, I'm I'm not sure what all the Adjusted, relative, adjusted. relative adjusted numbers yeah. are you can go on hockey reference for adjusted for the era and all that sort of thing but he's just remarkable he really is there's there's never been anyone else like the closest thing that I, and, and you're right because Gretzky was a great one because Gretzky's point totals were just like so much better than yeah. like he, he every year he could win the scoring title just on his assists. He didn't need to right. score any goals. But he'd score ninety or ninety two or whatever. <laughs> just just for an exclamation point. So it was silly in some ways. But you still even when he was doing that, then Mario came along and you had a legitimate case. Hmm, Mario's six foot four and he's got all this skill and he, he's otherworldly and who's better? And and you could legitimately go back and forth on right. that sort of thing. So so as much as statistically Gretzky dominated, and I'm a big Gretzky guy, the the closest comparison for somebody, 
And we had this quiz, we had the question on the quiz last night. The, the, the quiz master likes to ask the question, is McDavid the most highly evolved player mm-hmm. of all time? Because he doesn't want to stray into the who's best and who do you like, who's your favorite or who's best. Right. So, but the highly evolved part of it appeals to me because the last guy that I think was so much more highly evolved than all his peers, and it wasn't even close, was Bobby Orr. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you see the video of Bobby Orr and he's skating around people (laughs) and he's circling the net six times and people are chasing after him and he's doing stuff and you're saying, like, nobody can even play with this guy. And and that's the biggest comparable for me watching McDavid when he gets those pucks and there's three guys there and he just skates between them and he twists and he, boom, and he explodes off and he's dynamic. There's, for me, there's been nobody I've ever seen that processes the game as quickly as McDavid does and then has the hands and the dynamic speed and power to yeah. just separate himself from everybody. And and so it's it's funny. You know, I, I there's there's some people in the the sports medicine business that I know pretty well and they say there's a actually a scan that you can do now for athletes and it's it's a scan at the base of your brain uh-huh. and at the base of your brain if you do a scan of your brain in the, at the base there's a specific scan that they can do now and it's it's all these neurons and whatever and it shows different levels of concentration of something or other mm-hmm. and they said McDavid's scan is like off the, off charts. the charts like you you take his scan and you show it to somebody else it's like a heat map right it's like, what is that and then there's somebody else got a few specs over here and and i was told that the other guy who was in that same sort of kid and this was a long this was five seven years ago um was the mccaffrey dude in the national in the christian national mccaffrey football. yeah wow and and that and, and it's funny because then i don't know the other sports very well um, and that, but I've, I've seen the video of that guy training and he's like jumping 10 feet he's in a the machine. air on boxes and he's doing all yeah. this training and it's like poof, explosive speed power. And then you see him play and it's like, you know, pro- catching traffic, speed, power, running. Yeah. And it's the same thing with McDavid. So th- th- when you talk about highly evolved, it, it, it's crazy to say it, but that's the central processing unit that drives everything that McDavid does. And then on top of that, he's got all the, you know, the muscle fiber and the fast twitch, slow twitch, and all the other stuff I don't understand that separates him. He's, he's, um, he's unique. There's a Trade Center bit next year. Strap one of those concentration meters. I had to see who's got <laughs> who still got it by noon. <laughs> I want to call. Who's going to be the star of that show again? Or <laughs> <laughs> Brucey? Yeah, there's a lot of potential stars over there. But O's concentration meters the day goes on. Yeah, could be a great bit. Yeah, I, I just to finish your thought. Like, I agreed. Like seventy would be the new ninety. Yeah. Just based on the goalie. Oh yeah, like it's not oh, even the, close. Like they, and 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 as bad as as bad as you can say Arizona is, or some of these bad teams this year. And this was a bit of an outlier year for that. Yeah, um, there the, some of the bad teams are worse than they have been in the past. But you know, and and Gretz would be the first to tell you this. You, you know, the Hartford Whalers were not world beaters back in the day. <laughs> well, well, New Jersey, yeah, those, yeah, Jersey. Well, New Mickey Jersey Mouse. was Mickey Mouse, and right. you had a twenty-one team league, and there were like four teams that were an absolute joke. You knew when the season started which seventeen teams were in the running for sixteen playoff spots. Right. Yeah. Well, with McDavid doing what he's doing, does it stop? The Connor Bedard hype train short a little bit. In other words. 
like I can't. He can't be the best player in the league in three no. years. He you, can't be. He's no, not going to no, beat. No. He's not going to beat this. You guy. wouldn't think so. You wouldn't think so. And I, and I, and I'm always a little hesitant. And and I, you know, the, the the Bedard family. They seem like really nice people. And I had a chance to talk to the Connors' dad at the World Junior Championship, and we were just talking about you know because I wrote a chapter in my book called Hockey Confidential about. Being exceptional, it right. was. It was all about Connor McDavid and being exceptional and the exceptional mm-hmm. process and all the players that have gone through it and and how it can be a burden and um, and and so I always like to try to slow down the hype train, but it's hard with a kid like Connor Bedard, especially after the World Juniors. Um, so I don't know exactly what Connor Bedard is going to be in the National Hockey League, but it's going to be really, really good, whatever it is. And um, and and again, I don't want to sell the kid short, right? But I don't want to create, you know, be responsible for chipping in and creating some, you know, ridiculous sense of expectations. Um, so I, I don't know, but he's 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 special in his own right. They seem to be there though for McDavid, if I can recall. Like it, it felt like it was a lock. This guy was going to be remind me the what best McDavid player in the world. In first, I don't have my computer. He was pull. injured a little bit. Remember, he got the shoulder yes, injury. The shoulder Cost him, I believe, the rookie of the year. But by year year three, it was like we were doing the top fifty list, and I'm pretty sure he was number yeah, one. Yeah, but but even like take take it to the other comparison, not the National Hockey League side, but even in the junior side, you know, as as good as Connor McDavid was, um, not good, like whatever superlative you want yeah. to use, but um, you know, he had a great World Junior tournament. But at the at the same age as Connor Bedard, he wasn't doing what Connor Bedard was doing at the World Juniors. Now, again, some people would say he didn't get the same opportunity, and it was a different team and a different time, and all that's all that is true in that. But that's that's the part that has me a little bit like I don't I don't I don't want to overhype Connor Bedard, but I don't want to sell him short either. And he's he's a, he's a he's a really driven kid and really focused, and you can see it in everything that he. Uh, Everything that he does, he didn't want to at the trade deadline and through the year. He wanted no part of any talk that he was going to be traded from the Regina Pats to a contending team in the WHL. Isn't that amazing. And 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 people said to him, "Well, you know, your season's going to be over so early." And he goes, "No, it's not. We're going to make the playoffs." Mm-hmm. Well, guess yeah. what? They're making the playoffs. <laughs> That's right. That's pretty good. And and so and plus, you got to admire that sort of yeah. attitude. It's like. Yeah, I could go to Seattle or I could go to some of the Winnipeg or some of the powerhouse teams in the Western Hockey League. No, I'm going to stay in Regina and I'll get this team in the playoffs and let's see what we can do. Bob McKenzie in studio. Uh, the Leafs are back in action tomorrow. So um, the insiders, you guys were kind of discussing their situation here. They didn't make a move today. They made a half dozen leading up to uh, the trade deadline. But they still have room to activate Murray. They still have another contract and some money possibly to yep. sign Matthew Nyes. And I guess Joseph Wall is their third-string goalie now. Like, is that effectively the plan here? That that would appear to be it. Always subject to change, I guess. You know, it's just one injury to another injury to Murray or Samsonoff, and uh, and he's Wall's the number two. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's ride or die with what they started. And it's funny because... I know we, we were talking a potential quiz question. I don't think it got asked in the game last night, you know, should they go out and get a goalie? And, you know, and Pooley and, and O were not entirely comfortable with the, the Leafs goaltending. And I get that. I really get that because I was same as everybody else at the beginning of the year. So they went out and got Samsonov and they got... Uh, and they got Murray, and I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> yeah, you, here we I, go." Hey, Kyle, you you got you got some nerve on you there because this 
This thing is fraught with peril. You're going to trust. This is a year when you absolutely must make an impact, and you're going in with these two goaltenders. And and in fairness to Dubas and the Leafs and to the goaltenders themselves, they've been really good. Mm-hmm. Like, I know Murray's been injured a number of times. I know there have been times when both Murray and Samsonov have, have, have sagged here and there. And and I I get all that and and noodles. When I heard you talking about the Leafs today, Leaf goalie, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. But they've played a good chunk of the season, yeah. And their numbers, and not just their numbers, but the overall feel of where they're at, outside of our personal feelings that uh, I don't know about if Samsonov's never done in the playoffs and and Murray, he's one injury away from not playing the rest of the year. I get all that and I feel that a lot. But I also know that the goaltenders that might have been available now, the cost to acquire one, the cost in terms of the salary cap and everything else that goes with it, it's ride or die time with the guys they got. Yeah. I just, my whole thing is they've added depth everywhere else. Yep. I get that. And Matt Murray is a two-time cup champion. Yep. So, you know, is any of those, that type of pedigree out there outside of, Jonathan Quick, who was available. Yeah. We've seen twice this year Matt Murray scheduled to start yep. and doesn't start. And we saw it in in Ottawa the last couple of years as well. Mm-hmm. That's why I use the word trust. Because it's not about the product that he and the pedigree that he has. That's exactly he's earned that. He's earned the cups. He's played fifty games in a season and been a tandem or a starter, but I'm not privy to the, his medical, you know, yep. file. Do they? They obviously trust because well, they, they have to and now, they, and, they, and they, they now they to. have to You're because right. they don't. They obviously know something that we don't know. But what we know from my, from clearly from the outside is we've seen this guy not available for long stretches of time, and that's what worries me. You go into you're in. Second round, or let's first round, game five. And I felt ex- I feel exactly the same way as you. At least I felt exactly the same way as you at the beginning of the season on that. Right. And now I'm looking at it and saying, you could well be right, but Samsonov has played well enough. That and and Murray, even though he has had those injuries, he's also had stretches where he was a difference maker in a lot of well. games for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So. Could I could I now envision Murray coming back and staying healthy enough to, to steal some games? And the other problem you run into is you know they're playing Tampa in the first round. Doesn't matter who you're going to go out and play in net. He's not going to be as good as Andre Vasilevsky. So no matter what, whatever way you slice it, the Leafs right. on the goaltending head to head, they're going to come out second best on that on paper. Right. So. I just I want to make sure that that guy's available for me. Well, That's all I care about. We'll yeah. find out. They're available. We'll find out in about what six weeks. Yeah. Uh, Bob McKenzie in studio. It's amazing how, based on the standings, the amount of points Calgary is out from a playoff spot, amount of points Ottawa's out of a playoff spot. Yet they have a totally different disposition today, don't they? they do. Like Ottawa's ecstatic. And they played well at the Garden. You were in the building yeah. last night. Yeah. Chikrin was there. I thought he got hurt his first game. So, I felt like this so guy just bad. blew his knee out and he's done already. But he didn't. He played through it. He's fine. They're fighting just to be fighting. Calgary well, can't believe they're in the situation they're in. One of them's going up. Yeah. 
The other one is might be going down, but speed wobbling to try and stay after, you know, they went through a, a traumatic offseason. Johnny yep. Goodrow leaves, Matthew Kachuk's gone. They get Huberto, they get Wegar. At the time, everybody's like, whoa, you know, Tree pulled a rabbit out of the hat to, to save yeah. a catastrophic situation, and he signs everybody up. And, and if you go back and look at all the preseason predictions out there, there were a lot of people who were picking the Calgary Flames to do major damage this year, be a really, really good team. Yeah. And obviously it hasn't panned out that way. And you can't, the, the, you talk about goaltending. I mean, a couple of years ago, Markstrom's Vezina caliber. Yep. And and now he's, he played, I thought he played well last night for he the most part. Well, but Maybe like the Marner five-hole goal, I don't know. Not consistent. But, but, he, but he's had, he's had a, just a dreadful year. Just yeah. a, a dreadful year. And their goaltending's gone south. And they're hanging on for dear life just trying to get into the playoffs. And so, yeah, I understand why Calgary would be like, we don't even know really what we are. Whereas in Ottawa, they know exactly what they are. They're Brady Kachuk and they're Tim Stutzla and they're Jake Sanderson. And when they get Josh Norris back and they got Shane Pinto and they got a whole bunch of really good young players. Um, and now, you know, now they've got Chikrin who's 24 years old. And, and so, yeah, there's re- reason for optimism. And, and even if they don't make the playoffs, there's you know, going to be new ownership and everybody's going to come in and it's going to be, yeah. And it might not happen as quickly as everybody in Ottawa now assumes that it's going to have because there's right. probably a lot of Ottawa fans that are envisioning we're going to make the playoffs oh, here yeah. and you never know what we're going to do. And if, if we don't make the playoffs, well, for sure, next year we'll make the playoffs. Right. The, the, that whole development thing, especially with rebuilding teams, no matter how much blue chip talent you've got, it's it's not always a straight line. It can be like big step forward, Step or two back, you know, mm-hmm. then oh. and then on you go. Look at the New Jersey Devils have really arrived this year, right? Um, but you know, prior to that, there were still bumps and ups and downs, yep. and and we saw this a little bit last year when the Florida Panthers went into the playoffs last year. Everybody's like, "Whoa, they might win the cup," and <laughs> yeah. they didn't even make any noise at all. And that sometimes those teams that make it. They've got to go through what the Leafs are going through or what lots of teams have gone through. Your Tampa went through for all those years mm-hmm. and that. So, is, is, you know, I look at New Jersey and, and how, boy, they're legit. You watch them play. They're exciting. They're hard to handle. They're only going to get better. And we saw this, the tweet today about uh, Tom Fitzgerald saying uh, Luke Hughes is right. uh, coming from University of Michigan once the season's over. And you're like, oh, wow. And they're getting even better again. And they got Meyer. And they're really on the upswing. And they are. But once you get to the playoffs, you're going to play the Rangers. Maybe they get bounced in the first round, and yeah. you, you write it off as, well, okay, that's good young teams with all these guys. That's how you learn and develop that tough outer skin and become a champion. Yep. Yeah. That's, I mean, listen, or maybe they go on a rocket ride and win well, the Cup. It, it and, goes both ways, yeah. and that's the beauty of the Stanley Cup playoffs. All right, Bob, when are we going to see you again? You up here? Uh, June or July. Oh, okay. Sit <laughs> <laughs> so right. asked me on the way out. I've got, um, well, here, here's the thing. So it was nice being on, it's a Friday, so it's mail it in Friday. That's right. O, o texted me the other day and said, said and on the February 28th, he goes, mail it in March tomorrow. Because, mm-hmm. of course, my greatest contribution to TSN culture is that I coined mail it in March. And I said, there's one proviso on mail it in March. If the trade deadline is in March... You can't start mailing it in until after the trade deadline. Right, of course. And O said, I'm not following that. I've got my own rules on mail it in March. But, um, yeah, I've got no TSN work now for March, April, May. I'm okay. Wow. Draft rankings in June. 
Um, and free agent frenzy on July 1, and that's the end of my year. All right. Wow. Well, there you go. We'll see you then, I guess. So mail it, mail it in, in once. You mail it in, in March. Spring. Yeah. Mail it in April. Mail it in May. Yeah, there's a lot of mailing it in. This is. I want to get back to the retirement part of semi-retirement. Yeah, yeah I don't blame you on that there. one. Well, good seeing awesome, you. Awesome, boys. Good to see Thanks you. Thanks for doing this. As always, there he is, Bob McKenzie, our TSN Hockey Insider. Dave Pullen will join us around the table. we got some golf news, some potential football news, and obviously we're still tracking what's going on in the NHL with a bunch of games tonight. The Raptors coming off a loss last night. That, that stung. Back in action tomorrow in Washington. Overdrive continues. TSN 1050 and on the TSN app. All right, Kevin Sheveldayoff will join us, GM of the Jets, in the 6 p.m. hour. Al's brother is going to have some power rankings for us as well. Been a lot happening today. A great buzz around TSN. It was awesome. I got here around 7 a.m. I came around the corner, Studio 6, and everyone was jacked up to be back. And Insiders were in the studio. Pooley, you were on the main panel. Dave Pullen's joining us. You've been doing these for a while, but... Felt yeah, pretty I good think today, that's didn't it? Eight for me. It felt really good, and it's a really fun day. I mean, people assume we all see each other. We don't see each other. No, now, forget right. about the pandemic. We we don't see each other. No, we because have. we all work opposite schedules. If I'm doing an Ottawa game, you're not, right. and you know I'm doing Montreal. MJ's not, right, and vice versa. So it's just good to see everybody and see the energy. And I'll tell you what, though, the so many people put so much effort into today to make it work, but yeah. Duthie's unbelievable. Like, he's unbelievable. Did you see the whole... Did you see him when the camera came back on? He just put a great big mint in his mouth. Yeah. And somehow pulls it off like... I was... Like it's just normal. <laughs> telling him like. that earlier in the week because of the where I sit in the back of the panel, and he's... Because he doesn't get much time off. Everyone else kind of comes and goes. Right. He's always kind of in the center of things. So he's trying to eat during the day, like, yeah. when he's got three minutes or four minutes... But if something breaks or if the production were running low on time, you know, it'll be throw it back to James, throw it back to James. And I'm be, I've had this happen multiple times where, like, Billy will be in my ears saying, all right, back to James. And I can see he's just started eating. One mouthful. And at the same time, I'm like, that's your problem, man. Yeah, I, I got to throw it back to you. <laughs> like, you, I, you're ready. And then he's ready to go. And yeah. uh, it, there's so many moving parts. And like you said, there's so many people behind the scenes and, Awesome. And there wasn't a lot of activity today, but I think we've all conceded, Pooley. It's been such a great ride the last month in the NHL. Who cares? It has. Like, there's no one else to go anyway. It Who has. else is getting traded? So, and I get asked why, and, the, and there were like six or seven main reasons why. And so for me, number one, the Boston Bruins. Like, that's the number one why. Mm-hmm. They're really good. And so, but, but then number two is other teams are having their best years. And they're the best they've been. Right. Like Carolina, this is the best Carolina's been. Arguably, this is the best Toronto's been. That's right. This is the best the Rangers have been. Right, in a long time. In a long time. It's the best Jersey's been in since their Cups. Mm-hmm. So because then you have five or six teams that are their best, then the next step is I truly think that the, the really smart people are figuring out every nuance of what this cap can give you. Right. Like So that's number three. Number four... You had this cycle of available players. Patrick Kane, Tarasenko. Like, well, those guys aren't available ever. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, you had these guys. Mm-hmm. And I think Lou gets it started. And, you know, in, in the fashion of being the, the veteran, he jumps the gun and grabs Horvat. Mm-hmm. Before anybody else can even think about Horvat, he grabs him. Well, that starts the steamroll. 
Yeah. And then Tarasenko, and then in order, O'Reilly, I believe, was next. And and then it would have been uh, maybe Orlov, maybe Boston. And then Tampa comes out of nowhere, a guy that no one thought was available, Tanner Janot. Yeah, who we I really like, right? Yeah. But no one he's not giving up six assets for that guy. Mm-hmm. And but there were the right amount of people at the right stage in their contracts to be available. Yeah. So all these perfect storm things. But to me, the, the 101 points in 61 game Boston Bruins. Yeah. Kick it off. Well, and and that's what's interesting. Because of the moves they also made, Orlov has fit in so well. Hathaway will be a good depth guy. Tyler Bertuzzi's a really good player. Really good. All these other teams have made moves. Has the gap adjusted at all in terms of how you sure feel about has. them chasing Boston right I'm now? I'm not sure it has, but it's going to take some time to figure it out. Right. Like, it's going to take time to figure out how six people fit into a hockey club. It just is. I mean, it's not... I like each one of the moves for Toronto, but it's going to take some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to know how do they measure up? Well, Orlov's got eight points in four games. Yeah. Pretty good. So he's going to be fine. What Hathaway does, he's going to be fine. Yeah, you don't measure that. Like, no, with he's going to be fine. Yeah. And and to me, Bertuzzi's just a bonus, you know. And it might be a reactionary bonus too to the Hall injuries, injury, exactly, right? or a potential injury. Pretty good bounce that. back. Yeah, like idea. Exactly, and it's smart. But I I, I just look at. You know, the moves that were made, I don't know if Geno would have been available. I said this to Hayes the other day, because Nashville has made the playoffs every year. I know. So Why would he be? Ekholm, you know, Edmonton doesn't get Ekholm if, yeah. if Nashville's in a playoff spot. Right. Washington's right on the edge. They give up yeah. Orlov and Ma- Washington would have had to point. make that decision, and they probably would have had to run it by the captain and say, we're doing something here. Yeah. And that's his and guy, too, Orlov. It, yeah. it is, but it's also... I mean, Ovi's had a, a great season, but a tough personal season. Yes. So his dad passes away. Like, they might have had to say to him, like, you know, we're going to support you every way we can, but, you know, we need a new vision here. You know, we might, because that wasn't the plan at the start of the season. Right. You're going to get Backstrom back. You're going to sign the Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup winning goaltender right. in Darcy Camper and give him a big contract. They were getting the band back together to go at it. No mm-hmm. question. It's fallen short. So now you're you know, moving. Like Lars Eller is a good piece, like at a really nice pickup. And I, I'm sure they would have wanted to keep him. Yeah, he scored some big goals in their cup run. You know, so it's, it's, there's been some adjustments, like you say, where it's a cycle. But I think some teams have kind of maybe looked at the marketplace going, we're not going to beat five or six other teams in our right. conference. Right. Like and- if you're Washington, you're looking at it going, okay, Boston. Tampa, Leafs, wherever, however you want to lay it out, Carolina, and you're, we're not going to beat all of them. Right. We're not making it through, so let's let's recycle. It. I think that's what what sticks out is no one's surprised Patrick Kane got flipped back in the summer. We were talking about that Chicago was going to be awful, and we believe Kane and Taves would get flipped, but Taves yeah. has the medical issue, so he didn't. But I think if Taves was healthy, he'd be playing somewhere else Agreed. today. Yeah. I think we expected Chikrin at some point. We weren't sure how or when. We expected Klingberg at some point because we knew these were veteran guys on bad teams and teams accepting that they would be bad. Regardless of contractual status, if Vancouver was in a playoff spot, Horvat would still be there. I believe the way they operate, I don't think they'd flip him even if they were worried he was going to walk because I think they'd want the playoff experience and the playoff revenue. Horvat would be there. If St. Louis was in the playoffs, clearly O'Reilly would still be there. Orlov, the same thing. Ekholm, the same thing. Like Those are four big impact pieces where 
their respective teams or their former teams had to bottom out or make difficult Change decisions their philosophy that, made, that a lot of people were not expecting. Yeah, so that sets the marketplace. Yes. And then what I was a little surprised by today was there wasn't more in the West. Because to me, someone's coming out of the West. Yeah. Like you six yourself a chance. Someone's coming out of the West. Mm-hmm. I can't believe Vegas still has money in their pocket. How do you have money in your pocket if you're Vegas? Like usually you go down to three bucks. <laughs> right. And, and, and they do. And they and they've got cap space. I it's something something up. To me, there's just either they're playing possum, like all of a sudden somebody just shows up, like I don't know if it's healthy. Like healthy Stone, you mean? Like what okay. what is Stone's situation? Yeah, no. Do they believe they can get him back before the yeah. end of the season? That could be that could be like, part of why. That, that's all I can think about yeah. is like, who's hurt out there? Who, what do they have up their sleeve? Because as they have set their own barometer and expectation, we expect them. Okay, they got cap space. They're going all in, and they'll trade picks, prospects. Jamie, they pushed it. all in before they sat down at the table. Right, that's what I mean. So again, <laughs> they really did. You're not at this time not having a reset when. The West is wide open with Colorado banged up, and every other team has at least one or two warts in their lineup. Yeah. So, to me, go all in again because this is their window. Like, yeah, the sneakiest team out there to me now, the more I look at it, is Dallas. Yeah. And because they've got a goalie that can win. Mm-hmm. They've got a stud on defense stud. in Heis- in Heiskanen. And there's enough depth up front. You know, they've got enough depth. I mean... Now Ben and Sagan get to sit back on the second and third lines because Pavelski's running the show on the first line, you know, with with those kids. Yeah, add a Max Domi, like, for free. Like, what did they pay for a Domi? Second. Picks, yeah. Yeah, like, picks. and But, like, you add a a few guys, and they are a team that kind of hit the ditch. They had that little little spell, you know, recently, but kind of get out. You know, Winnipeg, I'm... You know, I don't know where you are with Winnipeg. I've, I've liked the team. They haven't played well recently. No. So... You know, I think they're going to be going? okay. I, I do. do too, but again, I've been on them for five years. I've been on, so <laughs> you have. know it, it's it's you've lost four in a row. You've now. got to show it, and you've got a back to back here with with Edmonton. Yeah. So both teams need those points. Yeah, that should so be this, fun. So this will be a this will be a, a good series for both of them. But whoever it is is getting points here tonight, and oh, they're yeah. in, in critical points in that race yeah. in the West. Yeah. And I don't sleep on Colorado just based on health. Well. And yet, after all that, maybe it's L.A. You know, like, we that's the thing about the about West. Them. We don't talk about L.A. Like, this will be the second year in a row they're going to the playoffs. Their goaltending has been horrendous all season. And Corpus now helps. they believe that they've solidified that. You Corpus look at Solo it. Helps. They've given nice. up more goals. They've given up 213 goals. That is more than any other team in a playoff spot out West. And, in fact, I believe that's more than any other team, period, so, out West. I, I had a coach, a coach tell me, he said... Usually you can tell who's going to make the playoffs or not by goal. I... I think they could be a sneaky, sneaky out. Like, you know, it's funny you talk about a lazy stat. So I do a game sheet um, the morning of the game that's current all-day stats, right? And, yeah. And I still do goals for, goals against, power play and penalty kill as part of it. Mm-hmm. Too. It's amazing. <laughs> There's mine right there. What literally. your rank is in those simple four things, right. but it, the it, rank is 
stunning as to what your standing is in the league. It, it is stunning because you're right. Like whether they're lazy or not, it's like, like for example, Drake Batherson. You know what his plus minus is? Minus a hundred. Minus thirty. Yeah. That guy's a you know he's a goal scorer. He's got fifty points this season. He's minus thirty. I know it's not accurate, reflective to what the player is. But that but there's number's something too big. There. There's, there's something there. Right? Yeah, there's something sure. there. Sure, there so I, I go at, when I look at Ottawa, a lot of their stats, those traditional stats that you pull off, like their power plays fourth in the league. Yep. Their penalty kills sixth. Like, they should be higher in the standings. Like, I remember Johnny coming on and, and doing some, you know, sport logic stats saying, like, Ottawa's numbers don't match where they are in the standings. Right. But then you look at other teams where it's like, okay, they've outscored their issues or, you know, the power play is so good. Like Edmonton, five on five, was struggling the longest time. But it's like their power play just drags them right through stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, number one in goals four, number one in power play. Yeah, and they just, you know, they'll, they'll will themselves through the game. And, and you know what, you have a problem? Well, okay, the two guys, they've got more depth there now. So other guys uh, can, can drag them into it. But there's certain teams... Those traditional stats, you can they, still kind they just of go. Work. They can lower work. third of the league. You know, Montreal's like twenty eighth or 29th in everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah, <laughs> and they're they're and they're take they're, a look at the standings. They'll be there in the standings. Yeah, exactly. chew on that. Exactly. You know, but you get a, a Winnipeg that's like eighth in goals against and second in penalty kill. Well, their defense has been good. Yeah, can't score. Yeah. yeah. Well. Pooley, you're off to do uh, that's hockey. I yeah, I'm going to join Gino the, for the farewell to the day. I guess. Yeah, it's been a long one. Six thirty show for TH, and uh, local guy, right? You got to stick around. Guys are catching flights. Guys. That's, it that's, seems you like you got to bite the bullet. The weather's right? starting to hit. I haven't been outside in a couple hours. Yeah, but it sounds just, like it's. coming. I was just out. They say it's coming. It's not here yet. Okay. No well, good luck with that. Say hi to Gino for us. I will. Thanks I will, for, for popping sure. in, uh, Pooley. We yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, always a it, pleasure, buddy. guys. Great stuff. Have a good day. weekend. Yeah. There he is, Dave Pullen, our TSN hockey analyst. Final hour coming up. Overdrive continues. TSN ten fifty and on TSN two. Mail it in Friday is brought to you by Boston Pizza, Canada's favorite sports bar. The push to the playoffs is here, and BP's elite lineup of pizza, wings, and ice cold beer is always dialed in for game time. Hustle into your local BP tonight and try our new four cheese ravioli bites, a game changing appy that's here for a limited time only.